0: Uh, welcome to the latest edition of the NACMA Plus podcast. Uh, my name is Kyle Bruce, the Associate AD for Digital Strategy at Virginia Tech. Uh, we have a great uh, panel of folks here today to talk us through maximizing uh, postseason success. Um, South Dakota State won its first ever FCS national championship, uh, while TCU made a remarkable run to the college football playoff for the first time in school history. Um, on this episode, we're joined by leaders from those two institutions, who will share with us how each department planned and prepared for their respective moments on the big stage, how they activated around those events and drove revenue related results. Um, I'll kick it over to my co-host to introduce our panelists and get us underway.
1: I am Leslie Masterpaul. I'm the Assistant Athletic Director for Marketing and Engagement at Cleveland State University, and we are really excited to have Julie Austin, Associate AD for Marketing and Licensing from TCU, and Nathan Christensen, Senior Associate AD for Development from South Dakota State. All right, our first question for you guys is, when did you start the planning process for this? When did you realize that things were starting to happen? Who was involved with that decision making and planning and what initially got everything going?
2: Absolutely. For us, obviously, it was a, a exciting time uh, for South Dakota State University and for our student athletes and our fans. So we really wanted to make sure that uh, we were planning for success, um, regardless of what was going to occur prior to the Montana State game, which was the week of December 12th. So we really started the playing process uh, that week uh, prior to our semifinals game, um, just because with the things are thrown at you so quickly during those moments and the week goes so fast and days go so fast and we're getting questions from a thousand different people because everyone assumes we're going, going to advance. So for us, it was, we had everybody at the table um, on the external side and, and including the football program. So our director of football operations was was, was a part of those conversations. And then, obviously, our athletic director uh, saw the final plans for that piece. And for us, we just wanted to make sure that we were focusing in on our student athletes, but also making sure our fans were gonna have a great experience um, and be very in our communication was very straightforward um, and clear in terms of how we were gonna handle this process moving forward after uh, we'd advanced the championship game. So bottom line for us is we we wanted to make sure it was clear. Um and very well thought out. Um, and so our fans or um feel good about their experience and they could capture all those moments, you know, after the semifinals, but then at leading up to
3: it.
1: And Julie, how did the planning process go for you?
3: Yeah, I mean, when you go on kind of a unexpected magical run in the first year of your new head coach, you, you don't really plan on it, you just kind of roll with it as it goes. But I think we kind of um started to take a turn and think, okay, we need to start preparing for postseason stuff. Um, you know, once we beat Oklahoma and we were four and and then really once we um uh, beat Oklahoma State in double overtime and they were, you know, top 10 in the country and we were now bowl eligible, we're like, okay, we need to start preparing for, you know, potential conference championship and um you know a, a great bowl game. So um Kind of the people on um, in the room in this quote unquote planning um, every Monday are uh, we have what we call a CFT meeting and so it's a cross functional team. Uh, and so the new football staff uh, started this and it's basically anybody that touches football is is in the room, um, both external and internal. So um, in those meetings each week we just you know started to talk and plan about the different scenarios. Um, And then, you know, as the season progressed, and it was looking like we'll definitely be in the Big 12 championship game, uh, we started to have more external uh, type meetings to mainly focus on ticket requests and um, allocation, and then kind of like our social digital plan as well.
1: Great, thank you. Back to Kyle.
0: Awesome, and obviously, like there's there's so much, like you said, unexpectedness to some of this that there's obviously real time pivoting, um, and the timelines don't often allow for a lot. But um, kudos to you all and your teams for um, that CFT meeting in particular sounds really really productive. And Nathan, the meeting you mentioned, obviously those kind of conversations are really critical. Um, take me through kind of when Julie, in your case, you know your name popped up on that screen within the top four or Nathan, you know, when the buzzer sounded and you guys knew you were going to Frisco, you obviously had some high-level, you know, plans in place, but when it came to, okay, boots on the ground, what, you know, how are we going to activate around this, right? Like, what preparation did you have to kind of start with or or, or make sure was, you know, running at full speed at that point, um, whether that was your communication efforts, your ticket, your ticket process, uh, your on-site events, like talk us through kind of that limited amount of time you were kind of presented with and how you navigated you know, making sure the plans you had set, you know, you were prepared to run that play for, uh, for lack of a better word.
3: Yeah. For, for us, um, you know, once we knew we were in the CFP um, we, you're not only planning for, you know, one of the biggest bowl games, you're planning for potentially two games. So that was kind of new for us. um, And you have plenty of lead time, you know, for the Fiesta Bowl. Um, and so that's really your main focus, and but at the same time, you're trying to plan for uh, potentially um, the national championship as well, as well, but we really started to have some uh, drilled-down focus meetings, um, you know, internally with social and creative on, you know, what's our creative feel and look, and how can we make sure that's across all platforms, um, you know, it's our timeline and content strategy, but then, you know, also had some great meetings with campus. We have great partners in marketing communications here and uh, really rely on them um, for more um, advertising and exposure in these different markets and and, uh, Dallas-Fort Worth as well. So I worked very closely with them, um, you know, and they kind of helped field because once you're in this position, everybody wants, you know, to not only support you, but be a part of the bandwagon. So, you know, the city of Fort Worth was reaching out and visit Fort Worth and um, all these other entities that wanted to support us and be a part of it. So, you know, um, campus marketing communications was huge and, you know, I would meet multiple times a week with them. Um, Licensing was a big piece in preparation. You know, that is in um, my area here and our director of branding and licensing, you know, was great with the 2,000 plus submissions she received in the span of 20 days um, and working with CLC, they're great partners to prepare your, um, you know, retail and branding and everything across uh, the retail licenses for for these events. So really, you know, preparing is working with all these different entities. Our alumni office too, they were, you know, planning the events and your partnership with them for band and spirit and all the things. So um, it was just, great relationships with all these different areas um, as well as the big 12 conference office. You know, they have a lot of new staff and they reached out and wanted to be a resource and we did a lot of great activations, especially in LA with them. Uh, That was a huge resource in our preparation.
0: Awesome. Nathan, how about for you?
2: Yeah, very similar to what Julie mentioned. Obviously a lot of conversations across campus, um, especially with, um, university marketing plus our alumni association and the foundation just from the events in frisco um so really we had a lot of things teed up ready to go uh for the day after the championship game so we that was our the semifinals finals game semi-finals game was december 17th and we had the championship game wasn't until january 8th so we had plenty of time between those to really push out our information get people educated what's going on obviously tickets was a big request we our allotment was only 4200 tickets uh, through us when we actually had over 10,000 ticket requests Um, so for us it was chaotic we had some heartburn from some folks because they didn't obviously get their tickets based on priority um, because the venue held about 20,000 people so for us um, it was just making sure our fans were very educated on how this is all going to work and the timelines of everything, um, but it was overall we had great conversations one thing that was really unique that we are to the university did was on I 29 which is comes all the way up from you know Dallas mentor all the way up to uh, Brookings. Uh, after the championship game, when we won, we had billboards um, along the way, digital ones that we purchased as a university, which was a really nice touch as we had uh, um, tons of vehicles and um, come making the trip up. But and then obviously licensing, the bookstore was heavily involved. They were they had their store stocked and website ready to go Monday. Uh, following the championship game, which was on that Sunday, so the, and we knew the team was going to stay Sunday night, regardless of win or loss. So for us, uh, working on a championship, you know, if we we're if we able if we we're able to win you know, having a celebration back on campus on Tuesday, regardless of what was going to happen because, or if if we would have won because of them staying on Sunday night. So, um, and I've seen my world development as we just wanted to be happy, uh have conversations ready to go to teed up because we knew there was going to be a lot of former football players down there. A lot of our um, heavy hitters in terms of big time supporters were going to be in attendance. So, Ways that we can get in front of them. So once we got back on campus, we had some of these things teed up and having conversations, um, ready to go. And I've seen our war, it was a little unique for two reasons. Obviously, our assistant AD for ticketing or saw our ticket office. His last day was the Tuesday after the championship game, so it was pretty chaotic in the ticket office. Um, And in our our development office, because the requests that we were getting for next year, and we really focused in actually on our premium seating, just because we have a lot of things coming in the future that we want to be sensitive on. We didn't want to, hey, let's go, let's try to make as much money as possible, because we have a few things coming in the pipeline in the near future. And then obviously our coach just announced he's retiring. So now there's new excitement around our new football coach. So there's there was a lot of moving pieces behind the behind the scenes that people just didn't know about. So um it's just making sure that we had all, all of our ducks in a row and just being sen- sensitive to our fan base as well. Um, but really just focusing in on the stuff in Frisco and working with all the different parties involved uh, and making sure that the communication was in line with everyone.
0: Yeah, I would say, like, I think you both said it really well, like, no matter how what level of institution you're at, it takes a village to kind of do these things. And I think that's just a good reminder, I think, to everyone listening, right? Like, you're not in this alone. There are so many people that are just here to help and support. And, you know, it truly does take everyone coming together. So I appreciate you two sharing kind of your backgrounds there. Leslie, you want to take us home?
1: Yeah, so you guys already touched on activation a little bit, and, you know, when we get into these situations, we obviously have to do a lot of planning. Uh, What other ways did you activate, and with those, you know, were you able to get to everything, and what were your significant takeaways? We'll go ahead and start with Nathan.
2: I, I think the biggest thing that we took away was just how communication can be taken many different ways. You know, we put out obviously ticket information for our fans and some people read it a certain way than others. And um, and I think it's just we need to be very clear on some of those things that we were sending out. Um, and it all worked out great and it was everything was fine. But uh, some of the folks that didn't qualify for our tickets based on priority, they didn't quite understand the process. And they, they all assumed that we had all these tickets and that wasn't the case. So I think we've learned, we learned, definitely learned to be able to be more clear on some things and just almost be more upfront instead of trying to um, just be vague on some of these certain things. So uh, for us, obviously, winning helps. It was a lot of we were able to capture the moment. Uh, and really our social media team that was um, and video team, they did an unbelievable job of capturing those moments with our student athletes, the emotions of our fans. Um afterwards, when the fans rushed the field, there was just awesome clips out there that, we're, we're, we're still able to use to get people excited and really remember those moments that we had. Um, uh, but uh, overall, it, there's certainly some communication things that we can work on, but in the, but I also think that a lot of it was, we did a really good job of communicating across campus and with the president's office, uh, with our alumni association foundation, the bookstore um, did a fantastic job on being ready and um, their place was stock. So, uh, overall can't complain what's we overall is a great experience for our fans and that's what we wanted to accomplish and um, having be able to capture those moments.
1: So you guys have touched on your activation already for a lot of these experiences, and obviously we all have to do a lot of planning, you know, not knowing what outcomes are going to be. What other activations did you guys do, and what were your significant takeaways from those?
3: So for the Fiesta Bowl, um, one activation that we did that was a little different than maybe some other things we've tried is normally we try to really have like a purple presence wherever the bowl game or postseason is, you know, we want... Our fans coming in to really you know feel welcomed and so um, we hired a, a local marketing agency that uh, we had connections with through an agency here in fort worth and um, hired them to kind of help us with a street team to identify some businesses and areas and we sent them a bunch of flags and posters and coasters and just a whole bunch of stuff and so they identified uh, 10 to 12, um, you know, big bar restaurants in some areas, and sent that street team out, took a bunch of pictures, and even got some of the local news um, to to cover it. So when we were there, um, actually, like the day, two days out, and then the next day, too, um, a couple of the local out. Um, Media outlets went to one of these locations and interviewed the manager and they dressed it up with a bunch of TCU fans purple and purple and stuff like that. So that was huge. It it really honestly didn't cost a ton and they did awesome for us and really helped get some purple exposure. You know, I think that we went up to Michigan in, in that aspect for sure. So that that was a great, uh, great activation. Um back here in Fort Worth, um, our campus partners um and our regular season Go Purple Friday partners really helped elevate um, Go Purple Friday the day before Fiesta Bowl, around town. The lights were purple, you know, everything was was purple and um, uh, to the extreme. So those those are some really great activations, you know, from um, local standpoint and in, in Phoenix that um, we were really happy with the results. Um, in kind of a, you know, revenue space, we did some pop up shops, our retail partner, Follette. Was great. They act, activated a pop up shop in Phoenix and in L A at one of the fan hotels, and they made like two hundred thousand dollars in Phoenix in two days, and then three hundred thousand dollars in L A. Um, so that was definitely worth um, sending them out there. Um, and you know, obviously, all the the revenue and from uh, licensing is is up in general. So those are great. Uh, takeaways. Some things that we activated that I would not do again. Um, Do not order 20,000 rally towels and think that you and like 10 other people can put them up in a couple hours. (laughs) So learn that from Fiesta Tele. Hire a crew to do it for you. So (laughs) throw money at the problem. Um, Yeah. I mean, we had a good time in in, uh, Phoenix putting out rally towels but uh, learned for LA, we're going to hire some people to do it. And so that was well worth the money spent and lesson learned.
0: (laughs) And uh, no, that's good. You, Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Leslie.
1: I'm going to say, I saw a lot of the stuff you guys were doing in both locations and it was very comprehensive and awesome and definitely looked like it created like like a home away from home fan experience
3: for sure. Yes, it did. And our campus marketing partners were awesome with, airport signage and billboards and, you know, in LA, you know, there's LA live and you have um, stuff on, you know, side of buildings and stuff. So that just added another layer to it.
1: Nathan, can you elaborate more on your guys activation?
3: No, I think a lot of it was hit on, but I think just um, to
2: Julie's point, just having, you know, a lot of different people at the table, um, no matter even if they, if they're in the know, I think the more the merrier, obviously in terms of some some decisions need to be made but overall I think just making sure people are on the same page um especially with the football staff because uh they're running around and they got a lot of people to take care of but if they're at the
3: table it makes certainly makes all of our lives better
1: Julie can you tell us more about your experience
3: I I agree with Nathan you know like having a good relationship with your football staff and you know leading up to this and during the season just um, you know, helps keep them involved and you're really telling the right story and message for the team, you know, let alone your your program and university.
1: Great, thank you. That is great feedback, you guys.
3: Awesome. Well, on behalf of Leslie, thank
0: you both for your time today and um, congrats again on, on a tremendous season and looking forward to seeing both of your programs obviously continue these these magical moments. So thank you again.